Welcome to the Brains Magazine podcast, a podcast with in-depth interviews and conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, expert coaches, industry leaders, and international celebrities. Get exclusive insight into the world of business, mindset, leadership, and lifestyle with your host, Mark Sefton. Welcome to uh, this episode of the Brains Magazine podcast, and today we have Lynn Howard. Lynn is uh, the founder of LH Consulting, entrepreneurial consultant and coach. Lynn, how are you today? I'm great. It's 10 p.m. in Bangkok now, so I've had a full day. (laughs) Oh, wow. So you're all the way over in Bangkok. I thought you were in Hawaii. Not anymore. I became a digital nomad a few years ago, and then... um, yeah, have stayed because of COVID. I, I stayed by choice yes. because of the circumstance right before the country lockdown. So it's interesting, isn't it? How in life, sometimes we have to pivot and evolve and, and we can have plans uh, and then things come from left field uh, and takes in a totally different direction. Uh, and obviously you've made the choice to, to stay there. What would be the the kind of under pinning as to why you've why you've stayed there over choice at a choice well I've always loved Thailand I came to Thailand 20 years ago with an ex with my ex-husband and um it just felt good to my soul we'll say and so when I actually started traveling international again when my kids were in high school um I started traveling international for work I was a single mom um at that point and uh yeah it was just it it still spoke to me. Mm. So when they moved out of the house, I actually made it like a permanent stop. And I would be here the last few years. I was here three, four, five times a year, sometimes Mm. only for a day and a layover to go somewhere else in Southeast Asia or somewhere else. But um, there's just something special. I feel at home here. Um, I, I love it is the land of smiles, you know, and every country, just like every person has its light and its dark side. So um, it's, it's really sad to see what COVID's done to mm. Thailand, just because mm. it is such a tourist focused country for, um, for its economy. Uh, however, it's still, I feel a little spoiled when we're not on lockdown <laughs> to be able to go and see these places without all these tourists. So sure. anyway, that's a long answer to your question, but no, it's like, I think it's important because environment is so important for success, for our own happiness, for our own fulfillment. So I think it was very poignant that we were able to spend a few moments there. Absolutely. Lynn, Lynn, what would be what would be your jam? I'm always fascinated as to kind of what people's sweet spot is, what makes them get out of bed. What 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 is it for you? Are you talking about business here? <laughs> Since well, it is a business yeah. podcast. I mean, for yeah. me. I'm happy for you to take it personal business because as we know, business made up of people, you know, and it's always so good to kind of see and feel the heartbeat behind, you know, a brand. Um, so you can answer that however you wish. Absolutely. Well, everything's interconnected and it's, yeah, we are one affects the other. Right. Exactly. So I would definitely say what my jam is, is, um, well, I'll give you two sides to it. First side is, is ever since I was a little kid, ever since I can remember, 
uh, and it is to leave each place, each person, each thing better than when I found it. And I've lived that my whole life. And as a coach consultant, and I am definitely a hybrid, more of a consultant than a coach, because I don't mind utilizing my resources and leveraging them versus just asking the questions. Um, I, I do the same thing. And so what gets me out of bed and what what's my jam is really helping others create a life that they deserve to get out of their own way, to get out of their own mind, to overcome. It's really about that perseverance. I came from a, we'll say a very humble and colorful background. And I have had to fight to be where I'm at and who I am. And if I can do it, others can do it. And, and I know that that's true. We always have a choice in a, in a situation and the way we perceive things, regardless of what's been dealt to us. And so having or helping others really, um, really realize that for themselves and to create a better life, create more alignment in their life, to create a business that's thriving. Um, that's, that just really excites me. Mm, that's really good. Really good. I think it's really important that we know kind of what is our motivation so that we can commit to the things that are going to take us to where we want to go. You know, what keeps you hungry, Lynn? I mean, you, you've uh, supported many businesses. Uh, you've worked with many different companies. You know, what, what keeps you hungry? And, you know, you, you've, you've started and sold so many businesses. So what, what makes you kind of keep turning up? That's a couple of different layers as well. Um, like I said before, I came from a very colorful and humble background. And I really, um, I've always been that horse of a different color, if you would, or that, <laughs> that dark horse in the family. Um, and so really remembering where I come from and not just me, but my family um, and everything that they've had to overcome and just that they're still overcoming, um, that is a true driving force. Another layer is that um, I had kids young. And these kids uh, were my life, even though, and they know this, and I'm saying this with love, I never expected, like, I never thought I would have kids. I never wanted kids, really. And then I got pregnant. And my daughter's middle name is Hope, because I hoped for a better future. Mm -hmm. And my son's first name is Justice, because I look for justice in the world. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and then I have an adopted daughter. Technically, I didn't adopt her, but I got her when she was nine. My ex-husband, I raised her when we moved to Hawaii. I ended up getting custody of her. And those three just really shaped me of who I am. Another layer of that is I'm a cancer survivor. And I can remember um, my children were actually young, five years old, or technically they were three and four when I got the diagnosis. And I just remember like, having a conversation with myself to say, nobody's going to take me away from them. Right. So that fire that I had then still burns deep within me. It's just altered. It is, um, to see other people have that fire within them. And like I said, really being in alignment with my purpose that pushes me to do one more. And I can remember I use my kids a lot and my ex-husband even were best friends, but I use them as examples all the time. And I, 
I raised the kids constantly telling them, I want you to be more, do more, see more than I ever thought was possible. Mm -hmm. And even as a broken kid in a broken household without good examples around, I had an inner knowing that was not like normal people. My intuition is extremely strong. And so having that and breeding that into other people to just like not be their circumstances, to really make life on their own terms. I mean, that, that really, it motivates me to see others get out of their own way, but also like feel like I'm living my purpose, Mm. my true purpose. Mm. Yeah. I I love the fact that kids are a a motivation for you. I've got three children myself and definitely uh, help me, you know, show up because I'm thinking, you know, even if I don't want to show up for myself, I owe it to them to show up, you know, for them. Absolutely. I can remember times uh, uh, because their biological father was not my ex-husband and he was, I almost lost my life to him actually several times. He was uh, not a good person, still isn't. He's actually in prison for life at this point. Mm. And um, I can remember just really like looking into their eyes and like being like, they didn't choose this. I brought them into this world. And even though I didn't plan to have kids, which, you know, a lot of people actually don't, <laughs> at least where, where I grew up in my family and all that. Mm. Um, and nothing was gonna, I wasn't gonna allow anybody else to take that responsibility. Bit of a control freak too, which mm. I've been working on my whole life. <laughs> but it is looking them in the eye and the responsibility that you hold for that person, even as young adults, they're early 20s. And I still feel that, that, connection that that responsibility when and not in a negative way but in a way like I need to show them better I need to be better if I expect them to want to be better I need to step up to the plate and so it's a constant reminder yeah I think your ability to lead yourself you know is detrimental to to parenting as well as you know being an influencer and leadership is is a topic that I know we both uh, gravitate towards uh, I would love to know from you, Lynn, you know, what, what is a thought leader to you? Hmm, that's a great question. So I would say that it is someone who is solution or idea oriented. Someone who is constantly looking to break the glass ceilings, as people say, or think out of the box, which is so cliche, but mm. they're really just they're looking at life and making their own decisions too. It's not the circumstances. And I said this earlier of what is placed upon them from others, from their, their past, their, their environment, whatever. Um, So they're really constantly trying to, to just expand and expand those around them. And it's funny because I've had many conversations with thought leaders And um, my also belief that I'll put in there is a thought leader isn't there to necessarily change the thoughts of other people. It is to continue to grow ourselves and expand ourselves. And by example, we encourage others, but not by forcing our values, our ideas onto one another. And and that's my position because I know other thought leaders who like to use their, their voice to push people into a direction. And that's not necessarily my belief. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, who has had the greatest like impact on your own leadership? Would you be able to name somebody who you think is a, 
been a really good thought leader shown leadership example where you've really kind of been impacted yourself well there's several and i don't know if i would call them necessarily thought leaders in maybe the traditional sense yep. but definitely some mentors that have um really guided me um when i lived in hawaii i uh had uh, a director I, I ran a i was an area director for a networking organization called bni and so i ran two of the islands and also helped the executive director who owned the franchise um with the trainings and stuff and the executive director who owned it plus um a few others but she was really a great mentor for me she allowed me the space to to just do what felt right and bring people up and i had great success and she also guided me when i needed guidance she you know she was just really there um so i'd say in recent years it'd be her and then i also bought into a franchise and i owned a franchise for a while that was a coaching consulting franchise and then i eventually became coo of the global side for a year and a half so i ran the 26 countries and many mm -hmm. coaches and consultants but um, one of the co-founders, his name is Eddie. Um, he's just, he really working with him. Um, he, and I would definitely say, I guess they both are thought leaders in their own way. He really guided me to be able to allow my walls to come down more because of me growing up with such a history, even though I had been practicing being more vulnerable and, and letting some people in behind the scenes, he really helped with, um, with this guidance and with some of the things that we taught in that uh in that franchise um business uh to really just allow people in and he he really helped me understand why that's important so i'd say in recent years those two definitely yeah i was recently doing a clubhouse room about leadership and we had the uh founder of bni ivan risen he joined it he joined um he joined my room unexpectedly and, and uh, it was wonderful to have his his thoughts and and then he actually He's was incredible one, yeah he was one of the moderators just uh, a week ago for for another room that i did i really uh, i really appreciated his wisdom as well so yeah i was gonna say him too but even though i had personal contact with them with the franchise that i owned not with me and i it, yeah. there were thousands tens of thousands of people with the franchise it was a smaller community so we actually got personal time with them he's incredible yeah. however the other two that i mentioned and actually dr ivan meisner was one of the co-founders of the franchise that i owned as well mm -hmm. um but uh the two that i mentioned they are in his world as well and yeah. i had a lot more intimate time with them i would say but beautiful. he is incredible <laughs> yeah he is beautiful now i know one of your mottos is no excuses only solutions where where did this motto come from oh uh so it's funny uh i'll give you one angle of it is uh you know we ask people in any industry what's their target market right regardless of what business you're in, you got to know what your target market is. And when we talk about target markets, I'm really big on um, the psychographics or psych psychodynamic. And I am not one who likes people who play pity, not one who people who play victim. And so it stemmed much earlier than that, but that's really much, very much a part of the no excuses only solutions. Like, and I think it goes back to the thought leader question that you asked earlier is, you know, I, 
when I was a child, I knew that people had it worse than I did, even though it was a very abusive home and there were things going on. And then we got put into a group home. I've always kept the, the knowing that somebody else had it worse, that somebody else um, didn't have the opportunity that I did. And with that bread, the, okay, I'm not going to have an excuse. Like I'm going to make something work. I'm going to figure out what we can do versus dwelling on what we can't do. Um, because when we, when we hyper-focus on the negative and when we allow ourselves to live in that, the excuse side, well, first of all, we're not taking responsibility. So we play victim. So how far is that going to get you? Then we also tend to have more of a pessimistic outlook versus an optimistic outlook on life. That's not going to get you very far either. And even if it does get you far, those two things, your life isn't as fulfilling. And so really that no excuses only solutions. I'm definitely a tough love type of person. I will hug you, but kick you in your tail. <laughs> and in fact, that's what my clients love about me is I will hold them accountable. They love and hate it both from me. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, so that doesn't work. So what else, you know, what else, what else? Um, and actually, I think the phrase came around the time that I uh, was married to my ex-husband because he was really technical. He was ex-Air Force and he was the best troubleshooter I'd ever met in my life. We owned a, we opened up an alarm company. So we had, you know, we put in cameras, fire alarms, burglar alarms, all of that. So you have to be technical and it's really like, okay, that doesn't work. What is a solution, right? So what will work? You can, you can make it work and anything's possible if we put our minds to it. So. I know that's a long answer for that question, but there's, I'm so not one dimensional. So I'm going to apologize in advance. You'll probably get multiple answers to each question. I'm going to, I'm going to dub you the business onion. <laughs> lots, lots of layers, lots of layers. Very good. How do you teach entrepreneurs to get out of their own way? We find that, you know, often we're, we're our worst enemy as well as our, our greatest uh, opportunity. Uh, I know that you do a lot of teaching, coaching, consulting, and seems to be one thing that I think we all identify with. But how, how do you teach entrepreneurs to get out of the way of themselves? Uh, well, it doesn't happen overnight. It is a process. And that is one that's a, a big thing that people need to accept <laughs> in the first part, that it's not going to happen overnight. And depending on the type of environment that it is, that you really it could take a year or two, um, you know, even like turning around company culture, if it, the entrepreneur has a team, a small team. Um, so it is step-by-step. Step. It is looking at the possibilities. So I'm very uh, goal-oriented and a lot of people are, but a lot of people aren't. And so I've developed a couple of different systems to really help people understand like how to have focus on the big picture, but also that the big picture happens in the mm -hmm. everyday steps that we make. Mm -hmm. And so it's that it's also making sure that people are aligned in their values, that people are aligned in their vision and their mission um, and that they're driven by something. And I call it purpose. Somebody might call it why there, you know, and there's actually different variations, but I'm giving you the short answer. <laughs> and so really helping the entrepreneur, the coach, the consultant understand what that driving force is, have a connection to it 
even if it might be feel superficial at first, like continuing to dig into that. And then the last part is I lead by example. I have kicked ass and taken names along the way. Maybe not so many names, but I've definitely paved my own way and I bootstrapped everything. So all that I've created throughout the years, um, except for the two schools I helped launch in Saudi because I was not the financer. I was more the person helping the launch side. I bootstrapped. And so really like that's how I do lead by example and then walk them through a proven process with many more steps, but that would give you an idea of the steps that I walk them through. Love that. You, you nailed that one. Tell me about your exciting coach consultant uh, resource center. I know that you've got this uh, coming to the fore. Would love to know more about that. Yes, finally. So as you know, I've been working with coaches and consultants for years, not only just being it myself, um, but then also owning the franchise and having a team and then stepping into the CEO world. I've been the coach to many of these coaches in that are highly successful. And I've created little communities behind the scene. So this has been years in the making. Um, and so finally, I've decided to pull the plug. And actually, I have to thank Brains Magazine for kind of kicking me in the butt. Look for opportunity, right? <laughs> so this is this is the opportunity. And so I was like, okay. And it was actually on my to my goals sheet to do by the end of the year anyway to f- officially launch the membership site. And I'm really excited about this. There, especially it's right now because the coaching consulting world has exploded. Um, you know, I was doing Zoom way before Zoom was cool because I've been, I've been digital. Like I've really been a digital nomad for many years. Even when I was still had a house in Hawaii, I was gone 50% or more mm. the last four years of the of it. So. Um, so really this resource center is a place where coaches and consultants can come and it's membership based and it's many tiers, but the first tier is, um, that it's really to help them be the resource that they need, not just sell them a packet of PDFs that they don't know how to use, or, you know, give them a training that they pay thousands of dollars for, or, you know, just be a Facebook post every you know, every day of the week. No, it is much more involved. I believe in collaborativeness. I believe in community. I think that that, well, I do know that the community, the part of me that believes in building community and pairing people up comes from me being adopted and the type of life that I lived younger. I craved community, right? Mm. And so this membership platform will be an environment where coaches and consultants can be and have PDFs. Yes, but they'll know how to use them. We'll have special pods that masterminds that will talk about, you know, creative ways to use it. Okay. The solution part, right? So it's not just four plus three doesn't equal seven, but so does two plus five. So what are all the different ways that we can use this besides having videos, doing research? So I have VAs behind the scenes that will be doing, you know, questions, what's your best CRM and why pros and cons creating a list for everybody. So it's a one-stop PDF shop. And then the trainings, they'll have access to trainings and not just coaching and consulting trainings, which, yeah, I'm not an ICF certification yet uh, uh, school, but I'm aligning with some. So if these coaches actually want to become, and really most people are consultants, not coaches, but that's a whole other thing. If they want to become a true coach 
and become certified, I'll have schools that I'm partnering with within this membership that they can get that. But the trainings that they will have access to that they don't have to pay for will be business development, sales, all this other stuff. And it's just really an inclusive, forward-moving, I don't want people in this membership who just want to sit on their tail um, or play on social media all the time. We'll have accountability pods outside. I'm going to have some kind of system where it's pairing people up and having them do a strategic appointment with one another, a strategic call, just to bounce ideas off. They'll have a format that they can follow to just really get to know one another, but also learn about each other's business, see how they can help one another. I'm a big giver. I'm a person of service. That's actually my love language. And so this membership is really designed around packing as much value, but that has action behind it and purpose behind it to help those coaches and consultants in the membership to grow. And then out of that, there'll be a, in for phase one, by the end of the year, there's going to be a small group about no more than 10 coaches that I will create in a pod that I'll be passing referrals to. So I get more business than what I need. So these will be coaches I'll be able to match make with the people that are coming Um, And then there's more tiers to that. So once I have one pod that's working really well, we'll bring on another pod and so on and so forth. And having VAs work behind the scenes for these particular pods. And so it's very multi-layered, but I'm, as you can tell, I'm very, (laughs) really excited about it. And I can't wait to get it like fully. My my landing page should be up hopefully by the end of the week. So by the end of next week, because it's already Friday night here. Beautiful. Yeah, I can definitely feel the energy and the glean of, of the passion that you have for this resource center. But also, it's it's no surprise since we've already dubbed you the business onion that there's lots of layers to uh, lots of layers to this. Uh, really exciting, uh, Lynn, uh, in particular. In all your years of experience of working with businesses, and you know, we've found out that you've worked with with a lot, and you've started a lot of businesses. What is the greatest leadership need that you feel is being expressed in 2021? What What's the one thing you're seeing in within business and within, I guess, humanity, especially in entrepreneurship that uh, is being expressed as a need within leadership? Well, if I was going with something that is easier to understand, I would say it's two things, but they're almost the same. They work with each other. Higher emotional intelligence, and better interpersonal relationship skill set, which go hand in hand. We, and I've been doing a bunch of talks about the six driving factors of what was changing leadership anyway, years, it started a few years ago, and we have to evolve. Otherwise, you know, it is no longer the leadership of hierarchy or of the egocentric person. Hmm. It is definitely, um, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head because it's late here, but a guy dubbed it um, the altrocentric leader, which they are people focused. They are people centric. And it is about being down there in amongst everyone, hmm. right? And I definitely have always been that type of leader. Like I'm, I'm doing it right beside you if I haven't already done it. Hmm. And so that is what leadership needs. It is and you actually said it also in your answer, it's humanity. Mm. It's really looking at each other with humanity. Mm. 
Yes, that's a beautiful, uh, beautiful insight. I think, and uh, totally agree that people are really wanting authenticity. They're wanting that human connection. You know, they're not so impressed now with all the the hype. Uh, people are starting to realize what is sincere and has longevity, and what is uh, less sincere. Uh, if you could well, meet, if I, if I could add, you yeah. know, look at because we also can't hide anymore. And I say we as in the globe, not yes. we as in you and I. Yes, the, you have to be. We are forced into transparency. I mean, look at what's happening with the cancel culture. One thing that could happen years ago, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get too deep into that. But there is no hiding behind anything anymore. So it's really important to like, and this word is so reused, having that integrity mm. when, when at all times. Mm. Yeah, integrity is so, it's so important. You know, they say that integrity is doing the right thing even when nobody else is watching. Uh, I think, you know, the world needs that more than ever. And we've seen that even in our political situations across the globe, you know, yes. how, how it needs people to to really lead by doing the right thing, do what's right, not what's easy for sure. Lynn, as we bring this into land, a couple of final questions uh, for you. If you were to meet someone living or dead, uh, who, who would that be and why? Oh, I use this in my talks. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to go with one of my favorite. There are so many people, but I am going to go with one of my favorite, and that's Oprah. And the reason why is I was born and raised in Chicago. Of Chicago. In Chicago. She changed the way she is a true thought leader. She is someone who has paved her own path, regardless of her circumstances. She is one who gives and gives and gives. And her wisdom, I think, you know, I could sit there for days and listen to her wisdom. Um, so I'll go with her today, although there's many on my list, but that's the one I'll stick with. And really, it's the Chicago has me. She's she's a Chicago town girl. So, yeah, Chicago is my second favorite city in America that I've visited so far. So really love Chicago, love jazz music. Love I love the food there. They do unbelievable tacos. I think there's more Michelin star chefs in Chicago than any other city in America. I think that's right. Uh, really. You think, even say Chicago, you have the cat <laughs> that I know. the locals have. It's awesome. Isn't it funny? I lived in Michigan uh, for a little while. Uh, so I think that's probably why I have a little bit of that. But yeah, I, love, I do love Chicago. Uh, Lynn, is there anything else that you'd like to share before you tell people where they can connect with you and find out more about your resource center that you're going to launch, et cetera? Yeah, I, I would leave with a couple of things in my onion manner <laughs> is one, uh, regardless of how alone we may feel as entrepreneurs, as, you know, even when we have a team around us, um, you know, I grew up feeling, even though I was surrounded by a bunch of people, I always felt alone and, but you don't have to. So look within and find your people. They are there. You just have to reach. You just have to look out. Uh, the next thing is, is take that step, whatever that next step is, take the step because there always will be some landing and you can always course correct. But if you're standing in the same place all the time, there's no movement. There's only stagnant. Mm. Um, 
yeah, I, I would leave them with those two things, really. Beautiful. And then how do people find out more about you? So they can definitely follow me on my social media, uh, but also my website is lynnahoward.com. So they can go there and hopefully by the end of next week, my landing page up and we'll be taking um, people on the waiting list for the membership program for the coaching consulting resource. So that's it. How exciting. Well, I've really enjoyed your company and getting to know you a little more. And uh, thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Mark. Cheers. Thank you for joining this episode with me, Mark Sefton. I hope you've really enjoyed it. Feel free to leave us a positive review on iTunes. And I look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast.